Wisconsin is known for big offensive linemen and big, strong running backs, but new head coach Luke Fickle is bringing an air raid attack to Madison, Wisconsin. Are they ready? And how long will this transition take? I'll tell you right here. Locked on Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. It is always good to visit with you. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. On today's show, Bucky Badger airing it out. It's going to be a new look for the Badgers this year. Plus, we're going to check in with several camps around the Big Ten, and we wonder why Penn State hasn't named a starting quarterback just yet. I find that curious. Plus, our pigskin picks, and we will have an actual game to pick on that as well. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Well, it is year one for Luke Fickle and the Wisconsin Badgers. Of course, he was the 2021 Coach of the Year back when he was with Cincinnati. He has come into uh, Camp Randall to be the head football coach, and he's bringing a new air raid offense uh, to a fan base that is basically used to ground and pound up front. Very physical, lots of running. You know, typically air it out, rely on a good defense. That's what Wisconsin has been in the past, but it's a new age, a new day, and a new head coach. Why? Well, the team had been winning some football games, but not at the rate that they desire. Uh, they have finished four of the last five seasons unranked, and that was not good enough. So they brought in Luke Fickle, who, of course, has the resume. He played and coached at Ohio State. He coached at Cincinnati. And he is uh, one of three FBS coaches who have won more games in the last five years than anybody else, with the exception of Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, and Kirby Smart. Those are the only three that have won more games than Luke Fickle. So, and I've heard Luke Fickle say on numerous occasions how he has come into Wisconsin and he made a huge effort to get to know the, the history and learn the culture of Wisconsin before implementing his own culture and way of life there i thought that was pretty interesting he kind of did a, a deep dive mentally and just kind of went in and kind of absorbed it all got to know everybody got to learn what is really special behind the scenes look he's coached against wisconsin before he studied them he thought he knew but until he got there he didn't really know about the culture and everything so i thought it was pretty smart decided to soak it all in before implementing his own ways and of course his offensive coordinator Phil Longo is going to come in and try to install this air attack while also being mindful of the talent they did inherit. You know, sometimes you got to fit your schemes, got to fit the players that are there while you're trying to bring in the type of players to fit your scheme. So Phil Longo says once upon a time, you know, when he met the late Mike Leach, who we've talked about many times on this podcast here before it changed his football life forever. And that's when he decided to be, you know, an aggressive coach, throwing the ball, going vertical, all that kind of stuff. 
He says his uh, offensive install has gone a little better than expected, actually. But he is still going to have the mindset of taking what the defense gives them, and that doesn't mean chucking the downfield every single time. That also means not forgetting uh, running back talent Braden Allen. Braden Allen rushed for over 1,000 yards his freshman and sophomore season, and he is, he is pretty good, pretty special running back. So um, this is a school that is used to producing running backs like Monty Ball and Ron Dane and Jonathan Taylor. A list goes on, and Allen is right in that list. In fact, 15 times he has rushed for over 100 yards. That's remarkable. Nobody's doing that anymore, and he that's the most among active FBS running backs in college football. So they can't get away. They can't just let him just sit. On, on the sidelines, they've got to be able to use him. And I think they're going to. And he's actually pretty excited about it uh, with this new offense because last year he faced more eight men in the box defensive fronts than any running back on uh, more snaps than any running back in, in all of college football last year. So he thinks that this offense will spread things out, go vertical. And he says that's going to open up a lot of running lanes for him. And he's very excited about it. He is also pretty excited about catching the ball more out of the backfield. He's been really working on that, and that is something that he is excited to do. And the guy that's going to be thrown with the ball is new, Tanner Mordecai, a transfer out of SMU. While he was at SMU, he averaged three touchdown passes a game the past two years. It's pretty good. But apparently the word was while he was down there at SMU, he got some negative feedback from some NFL scouts. And he said, you know what? I need a change. I need to go somewhere else. We can work on my passing game. I mean, he's throwing three touchdown passes a game. It seems like he's doing pretty well. But he needed a change. And so that's why he made the move and went to Wisconsin. So, again, this offense is going to look different. Just because it's a new style, I just – I how long is it going to take? Is this Wisconsin team offensively going to be able to come out of the box – totally different and just succeed right away. Are they going to need a few games to kind of warm up and get used to things, some film sessions, break it down what they did in this game and that game. And then finally have it all click. What's it going to happen right away? Look, Luke fickle and company, the good coach, good coaching staff. I'm sure uh, they will get it done eventually, but I do have some questions as to how soon they will be able to just flip the switch like that coming into Wisconsin on the defensive side of the ball. Wisconsin's usually known for some pretty good defense. They did okay last year. I think they were right in the middle of the pack, about the sixth-ranked defense in the uh, in the Big Ten last year. So, look, that's, that's, they've had a standard of some pretty good defense. They want to be better again. And they have a defensive coordinator, Mike Tressel, coming in with his first year. If you recognize the name, yes, Mike Tressel, nephew of Jim Tressel, former head coach at Ohio State. Now, he likes the talent that he has. He particularly likes the talent with the uh, defensive line and the linebackers that he's inheriting here. A couple of linebackers that he is inheriting, of course, uh, C.J. Getz. He returns. He's been talking about how Trestle's just kind of come in and tweak things here or there and uh, working real hard with the guys and bringing in the new guys as well. And he likes everything that he sees. And then there's linebacker Muma Jongmeda. He comes back. Um, a tackling machine, and he's ready to go. I did hear him tell a funny story. Uh, John Meta said um, that he's got a side DJ business going now. So it's football and DJing. 
um, a versatile person, if you will. He said he went to a party. Everybody's all dressed up, all nice. And then the music started playing. He said it was, he said it was awful. So, and it was a DJ, too. He said the DJ and the music, it was just awful. He says, you know what? I can do better than this. And so he got his equipment together. And he started working on it. And then, then he got COVID. And he was just out of the loop for 10 days. And so he just, see, for 10 days, he just worked on his mixing and his DJ and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's now his thing, that, that and tackling. And he had 95 tackles last year and expects to do every bit of that again this year, second on the team of tackles for loss. And he says he's absolutely ready to go. Now, we talked about their offense. We talked about the defense. We talked about the new coach. We got to take a look at the Badgers' uh, schedule coming up. They open up against Buffalo, so that's their first game. Then they travel. Got a big trip second week of the season all the way to Washington State. That's for week two. Come back, host Georgia Southern in week three, and then they open up the Big Ten on the road in week four at Purdue, which is a tough place to play. I think that's going to be. Uh, I think that's going to be a good game. That Wisconsin Purdue game. Um, that that should be uh, that should be a knockdown game. And then uh, Iowa and Ohio State are the only ranked teams on the schedule. So if they can get a little momentum early on and get going, maybe Wisconsin ends up representing. A lot of people think they're going to represent the West in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, most polls you will see it'll either be Wisconsin or Iowa. Those are the two favorites. I don't know what you think. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Talk Big Ten and also comments here on YouTube as well. Love to get your thoughts on all of that. We're going to dart around a few of the training camps into Big Ten, both of the Michigan schools, uh, some news out of Ohio State and also Penn State. I have a question for Penn State. Plus, coming up at the end, we'll have our pigskin picks. That's what we do every Friday, and we've had to get creative here in the, the offseason, if you will, summertime, because we haven't had any games. So we've been doing a lot of prop bets and odds of winning this and that. But next Friday, we will have had a game uh, um, under our belt already because Thursday night is a, is a Big Ten football game. So we'll break that down for you. Got some tips. It's all coming up. Stay tuned right here on Locked on Big Ten. We are brought to you by Game Time. I got to tell you about Game Time. This is uh, this is pretty fantastic way to get tickets, and not just to sporting events, to absolutely everything. You get the Game Time app, download it, and get tickets to all kinds of events in your area. Uh, it is uh, easy to find and buy tickets of every kind of every event in your area. You know, maybe you're like me. You, you get together with your friends, family. You decide you want to go to an event. And then what do you do? Oh, I got to get the tickets. Are you the guy? Are you the one? Are you the one that usually has to get the tickets? It can be stressful. You don't know how much your friends want to pay. You don't know. You're going to go get something up front, something in the back, in the middle. You know, it's it's a stressful situation. And what's available, it can be stressful sometimes. But uh, with game time, they uh, they got everything you need. And it's real simple to use. I'm going to tell you about it here. But the thing I like the best about it is you can click on the seat you're buying and you get a view, a picture of the view that you're going to have from your seat. So you know that going in. Plus, a game time gives you their lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, all that kind of stuff. Game time is the place for the uh, for last minute ticket deals. 
Yeah, you can even wait till the last second and you'll be you'll be good to go. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, anything you can think of. They've got it. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You could buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're all set. And uh, tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you're not going to have to flip through an old email and, and find it that way. Uh, you can snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Right? It's very, very easy. Um, you, all, what you do is you download the, the game time app, you create an account, and then you use the code locked on college. That gets you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off. So download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so uh, let's bounce around some training camps around the Big Ten and get you caught up with what's going on. Let's start with Michigan up in Ann Arbor. Zach Zinter, Blake Corum, Trevor Keegan, Mike Barrett, Mike Sandersterl, and also Chris Jenkins. All going to be team captains, all right? They've been named the team captains. Some of you may be wondering, what? No, J.J. McCarthy. Michigan only has seniors as captains. So that's the list that was released today. Michigan State players, they made another list. The Senior Bowl watch list. Some players to watch out for that they would be interested in the Senior Bowl at the end of the season. They are defensive tackle, Simeon Barrow. Offensive tackle, Spencer Brown. Tight end, Malik Carr. Linebacker Aaron Rule, a Brule rather, and also linebacker Jacoby Winman, center Nick Samak, and also Trey Mosley, the wide receiver, all on the Senior Bowl watch list. So if those guys have a good season, watch out. They may be in that Senior Bowl. Purdue has announced that the game against Syracuse is sold out, but you can still get season opener tickets against Fresno State for just 15 bucks. Hey, why not? Ross Aid Stadium, newly renovated. Everything's all good there in West Lafayette. In fact, they, I saw this. In fact, I tweeted it out at Talk Big Ten. They started painting the field already, getting the end zones all painted up with the colors. Schools are doing that. The season is here. When you're painting the field, it's time for kickoff. Penn State, let's visit them for a minute. Does anybody else find it unusual that they have not officially named Drew Aller as the starting quarterback yet? I don't want to make a mountain out of a, a, a molehill here. Just ask you the question. Wednesday, James Franklin said that true freshman Jackson Smolik has been the surprise of the camp. And he says he may throw the best deep ball of anybody. Does that mean he's fighting for the starting job? Uh, we'll see. Stay tuned. I mean, I, it'll be true, Aller. It's got to be. One thing we know about Penn State is they when they get their quarterbacks, it's a stable situation. They'll, James Franklin, he'll, he'll pick the right guy. Tom De, uh, Dom DeLuca, by the way, gets to wear the uh, honorable number zero for Penn State this year. They announced that. Also, hey, some, um, some bad news for Penn State off the field. Uh, an academics ranking came out, and it ranked Penn State the lowest in the Big Ten. This is according to a report by Spotlight PA. Now, which is unusual because Penn State had a perfect score in academics of 1,000 possible points just five years ago. But this past year, their score dipped to 914 in football. And if your score drops below 900 and they're getting close to that, the team could face NCAA discipline, which would include 
limited practice sessions, and even a postseason ban. So, look, I know some of you are like, I don't care about academics. I just want to root for my football team or my basketball team. I get that. There are people that are like that. Uh, other people, they like to make a big deal about the academics or like to be proud about it, especially if you're an alum. You like to know that your school is a pretty decent academic school. And I know the school presidents, that's like the most important thing to them. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on it, see if uh, they can get things going in the right direction at Penn State in the classroom. Uh, also, another day. Another day has gone by with no announcement at Ohio State as to who QB1 is. But here's a fun fact for Buckeye fans. Did you know that the Buckeye roster right now includes three more five-star recruits than the rest of the Big Ten combined. That's right. They've got 10, six on offense, three of them are receivers, and four on defense. They actually had 14 last year, so a down year. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't get mad at me, Buckeye fan. So, uh, yeah, so they got all the five stars. Here's the rest of the conference. Penn State just has three. Michigan has two. Nebraska and Wisconsin has one each. Five-star recruits on their roster. So I thought it was pretty interesting to share. Uh, one thing, Ryan Day may not have eaten Michigan for the last two years, but he is recruiting. Okay? Give him credit there where credit is due. I want to thank uh, everybody for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Our Lockdown Big Ten roundtable with other Lockdown hosts is out. It's been out this week since Monday. It is called the Ultimate College Football Preview on Lockdown Big Ten. You can find it here. Uh, those of you watching YouTube, I think we've got it where it syncs up right after this. So check it out. It's uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. I was there with a lot of my uh, colleagues from Lockdown Big Ten schools, and uh, we all shared our thoughts on the upcoming season. It, it is worth a uh, listen and a view. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe uh, on YouTube and wherever you are, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. I would personally appreciate that. Uh, coming up next, our weekly feature, the Pigskin Picks. Like I said, we've actually got a game to talk about. Uh, that's all coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Friday, we do pigskin picks. And as I said, we've had to get a little creative over the summertime without games with prop bets and odds and all that. Well, we, uh, we have a little bit of that here today as well. Uh, in a moment, I'll put it on the screen. Uh, for those of you listening on the audio-only version, I will explain it in detail. We get our odds from our friend at FanDuel. And we actually have a game because we do this on Fridays, right? When the And next Friday... We will have had a game already. Nebraska and Minnesota, they open up on Thursday night. So we're uh, we're very excited about that. Now, um, when the season gets going, I'm going to just keep it simple for me, for you. I'm going to just keep a running tell. I'm going to pick every single Big Ten game. But I'm just going to do money line. I'm just going to do the winners and the losers. I will still give you my analysis of the point spreads and the over-unders and things like that. But uh, just to keep it simple, I'll keep a running record. We'll look at it at the end of the year. We'll either praise me or make fun of me and see how I do with the picks, okay? So I'm going to put it on the screen, and we're going to take a look at it. And here we go. The Thursday, August 31st at 8 p.m., our first kickoff, Big Ten action, Nebraska taking on Minnesota. Minnesota is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is set at 44-and-a-half. By the way, that game will be a gold-out. 
Those of you who are familiar with Penn State's whiteout, yes, everybody would be wearing gold at Minnesota for that game. And a couple of interesting things here. I'm interested in the quarterback matchup. I'm interested in Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech, the transfer, and uh, Ethan uh, Kaliak Manis from Minnesota, who started five games as a freshman last year. He's going to be the guy this year. So some interesting quarterback matchups here. An interesting uh, coaching matchup, frankly. Matt Rule, this is his very first game at Nebraska, and P.J. Fleck has been doing this for a minute at Minnesota. And I think ultimately that will be the difference in this game, although I do have high expectations for Matt Rule in Nebraska. I just think, you know, his first game, he's going to be getting a feel for it. He doesn't know necessarily what he has yet. P.J. Fleck does. I think Minnesota wins this football game. Do they cover the seven and a half? Be a, a little nervous about the half because maybe it will be about a seven point game. I don't know, but uh, I will take Minnesota to win this game. And I'd like them to fly over the over 44 and a half. That's nothing. I think they'll, uh, they'll put some points on the board. All right. Just for fun. Let's see. Uh, went back and checked. We did this really early in the summer. Now that we're a week out checking out the odds to actually win uh, the Big Ten. I'll get to that in just a moment. Let's do some uh, prop bets I got here on the board here. Big Ten wide receiver prop bets. Marvin Harrison Jr. receiving touchdowns, the over-under at 11.5. So do you think he's going to score less than 11 touchdowns or 12 or more? Before we answer that question, also on the board is his teammate, Omeka Egbuka. And he's at over-under at 9.5 for the regular season. And my first thought is one of these two guys is going to hit the under because the other guy is going to go nuts. One, how brilliant is that? One's going to go over, one's going to go under because I are both of them going to score over you know, 21 touchdowns combined. I don't know. That's asking a lot. Although they might, they might, they are a pretty explosive offense, but um, I don't know if I'm going to be very helpful here. Let's say Marvin Harrison goes over and uh, Egbuka goes slightly under. Maybe. And I threw in here also uh, Cornelius Johnson, regular season, uh, regular season receiving touchdowns for Michigan over under at four and a half. I would lean to slightly over and by slightly, I mean five, six, but because look, they've got two awesome running backs. Every time they get down to the goal line, they're going to be running the football. That's going to be how they're, they're going to score their touchdowns on the ground. So I wonder if Cornelius Johnson's numbers might be a little bit lower. Something to think about if you're going to make a prop bet on that. All right, let's take a quick look at the current uh, FanDuel odds to win the Big Ten. Ohio State still the favorite, according to them, although not the uh, AP or coaches poll, but they're at plus 165. So uh, 100 bucks gets you 165 back. Michigan next at plus 185. I mean, that's basically a tie. Penn State, some good value here at 550, plus 550. Wisconsin at plus 800. They come out of the uh, out of the West. Also, Iowa at plus 1,200 out of the West. That's probably where I would uh, cut off getting cute here. Uh, Minnesota plus 3,000. I know so it's 300 here. Plus 3,000. Maryland plus 500. Nebraska plus 6,000 along with Illinois. Purdue at plus 12,000. And Northwestern and Indiana at plus 30. Thousand, and as an Indiana grad, that makes me sad. <laughs> anyway, those are the odds. Our pigskin picks games coming up next week. I can't, can't wait. 
I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Every day is our next show. We'll have the latest from all the Big Ten camps as usual. Anybody names a starting quarterback that hasn't yet, we'll get to. You know, there's only three teams in the Big Ten with returning quarterbacks. Everybody else, you know, new guys. Going to be very interesting to check that out. Look out for our Lockdown Big Ten Roundtable podcast with my other uh, Lockdown podcast colleagues from the Big Ten. It's called the Ultimate College Football Podcast. It is out now, been out since Monday. I want you to find it and enjoy it. Uh, that'll be, uh, it's really good. It is really good. In the meantime, hit us up on uh, at Talk Big Ten on Twitter or comments here on YouTube. I, I like to go through those after the show every night, so I will, uh, I will see them for sure. Be sure to subscribe. And also follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Again, one more reminder, check out the Ultimate College Football Podcast next. Have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.